Good evening, Salotina Edlarota. <clears throat> welcome, welcome back, boy. Thought only that I know how long he doubts me. You know, it's uh, hey, Suaz, I do see the whole, you know, uh, he got on the la, right? So, uh, over the last few weeks. <clears throat> You know, a, a lot of things, uh, um, kind of uh, break it through, uh, a dois new, not usi or lisi, right? Setiga di negiejo, but just other letters, yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, welcome, good af- good evening, you know. Hello, do nide uh sinoli uh dunzinike you know um Edre over the last few days, you know uh, maybe three weeks taunk tha yeah about three weeks I would say you know uh what would you what would you call it hunt they uh you know then be do it the do it you know so you know a lot of stress uh soon see her is dinner you know so, horin knees ain't lele hole. Some days harder than most, but doing zinega has now. Said Lien Junaid the Roja. To whom? Hot Salander Nana Dana to the Rogani then see. Be in a hello to a John's a hello to the Togani then see. Nather. And, uh, you know, Eshjan, maybe I'm going to say about a month. Fa. Duhun 13 hul tchao tchai chadal. Jun ke. Yeah. Fa. Tazare tchai ta. Oh, there's not. You know, te in lele, but you know, classy harassed in a yat he. I need bring kill on the la, then coda di lila, you know, then. Of course, you know, Gabin Dons and either they are massiness, you know, but uh, don't do who thinks you know, Lizzie. You know, and who, uh, the doing God, who thinks you know, Lizzie, then I thought, do I hit tell and does not, you know, and uh. Contoy the Hundi see her stand, you know. 
you know, failure, it just doesn't sit well with me. So, you know, can only go up at dies and he, a lot of, uh, yeah, that's why I've been quiet. Um, I know, uh, Dennis, it's in message at unload. I sweater order on lossy. It's in the mail. Uh, I see. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, cool. Uh, Sahel, that's why I've been quiet last two or three weeks. Okay, you know, just setting work as you can ask throw. This is one of the things about racing, and uh, then it been especially ADHD and depression. I'm going to see, right. You know, ADHD, depression, tolerance, yeah. Um, whole lot boring, Nila. You know, a then a knee not surround a lot, right? Man, whole lot he tied a he. It's then it as it's unfunded on la masi benes. Then you know, text. So and Elu and you know all those things. Uh, so, Sinesa. You know, some days uh, Duno, some days Untledilu. You know, so then uh, Alias you, then it's Unfunas Lau. You know, and Tha Thahiti. So. Yeah, it's uh, who has no Nashja, and you know, I'm, I'm not gone. Uh, then a blunt ahula, tanuth, and a blunt, then a halyas tila. I do a bananes throw, then a then a halyas tia bananes throws on. There's a few topics actually, then a halyas tia. I was just gonna post them. Then a record us as a video post us as kind of going forward and to plan us as I probably won't have any guests maybe here or there, but don't uh, for the future don't do don't know how am I gonna set it up for the future. You know, a uh, couple events out of my control. Then I think, Yazi, you know, it got postponed. Samba, Kontuulti Samba has to there. I don't get Facebook, it's in Duddi. No paid advertisement, Konti Silo. Okay, events, Nasasi. Okay, that's how I keep going. But any episodes, you know, lounge a lot there, uh, thinner, 
Land address. Then every day you cannot deal, you know, then Willie, MBC, the last I seek ocean address radio, you know, I can't see cannot daisy la da but seen la. Seated or did nobody, don't call it. So going forward, don't do yeah, you know. Events lined up there, okay. That's how I got into emceeing or speaking or going to say sweaters whenever they sell, you know, if they do. What are the, you know, so how am I going to keep going? Long run, huh? Because, you know, then then a honey, the ruth, then a dubby nail, the sun. Right, then a tear did I the then a dubby nail the sun. See, near see, I MBC will liberate. I okay, okay, say a tear death out, Lissy. You know, and then it's unfuna slilo, see, um, then a dust islala, right? Don't do the hell, yeah, that's anyas tea, the hinta said, Lieda. Grab me a water, her saint hot in a banlaya tia. Say it in Denny, Henny. You say it right, Henny. To the Bahinchu, please, you know. Kolyaya, Denny Kotisha. You know. And uh, uh, last weakness, then, is it's any Fred Denny cheesy. Kuwait Dalut Twilzy. Sekani Ahni is unfuna la FaceTime on la. Sinin is a Balia Tierra. Fred Dene Cheesy. Cool, your school Balaza, no, tail to Balaza. And when a peg's a garni. So, Cusine, next Monday, July Saga, Yati Twizen as a day long design, your Netsan Funo was clear, you know. Then, you know, see, none is it's unfunan lie. Because now, okay, I don't know, you know, not to then a benia jare phone the nari ari ilu, right? Then a hell yan el tilo, and I've done that. Eventually, I reached back out, you know, but you know, it's uh, yeah, Tejo in Lela Kole. Hesna. But you know, going forward, don't donut day some kind of business plan to keep this going, you know. Long run, huh? That's what I'm gonna be working on. Says in website. And just Grind away, you know, any events, Conticia. Um, no, 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 ah, today, uh, whatever it may be, you know, then a halyas tuto, whatever, any kind of work like this, anywhere, do treaty days, uh, Thursday, I'll be in Saskatoon, Metis Nation, hell, so Metis Nation must see Venice then. Um, you know, Dene Chu and Na Yael Robert Morasti, Chudra, 
Impact Benefit Agreement, Sinadalia Metis Nation, Thursday. You know, a little bit of hope for myself financially. You know, just gabin donut and either always, you know, ni yale ni yale. And and a lot of it uh, is, you know, student has, you know, it's finances, right? So, and, 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 but, uh, I didn't want to be stuck there anymore. So so that's my plan anyways, going forward. But ooh, however it's going to work, I don't know. You know, then how they asked you, how am I going to set this up? Right? All that stuff. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. You know, ma many things to think about. So... This week, I tell you, I saw any. Queer, they didn't yell on a four chip one. Then I didn't yell on here. You got right, and you need they let that be about two kilometers, one end north end of town. And then uh, airport got it about seven, no, no, seven kilometers to the town. And then about two, three kilometers uh, airport, it went kind of around. Um, so what you boys sneers on, you know, and, uh, then they go shoundala, right? Now your slice, it's any of the bestows, chief, you know, do it in Leyland, you know, so, uh, yeah, a lot of things do the denizen, yeah, it's Bunch of the Dilia has a Dilasunsa and a Rek Azi, right? So, a lot of things, um, you know, I've been, I've been keeping track, they're not engaging as much, but uh, I've been keeping track, and uh, so yeah, that, that's a bit about uh, Dawi Aizahel, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm still here, Masino and Estano. As it's unfunallah and just hey, you know, I've done it. Uh, um, uh, it means a lot. Sinesa, and of course, you know, it's, uh, I just just can't give up. You know, but dure, uh, this is a reading from who's guys. It's unsending Lani. Uh, Oh, Edith Minus says, I don't know about Gaia or Tioto, but uh, very interesting read. Five pages and uh, I'm going to post it. Okay. Post us, Tiaza. Kind of Denesu uh, Sinega. Denesu Sinega, good warriors, Adila. Yeah, 
Okay, just kind of a little little bit. Uh, let's go back. Okay. Uh, inhabiting a desolate land where survival often, often depended upon unpredictable movements of the caribou. So, you know, and um, we were nomadic, but uh, they are part of the Athapascan linguistic group as are their neighbors, the Beaver, Slavey, Yellowknife, and Dog Rib tribes. Their name, Chippewan, was taken from the Cree term pointed skins. Pointed skins. Given to them because of their practice of having tail-like protuberances hanging from the bottom of their shirts. In fact, this characteristic gave rise to, fa- uh, to a fantastic story of a race of part human, part animal creatures which inhabited the far north the confusion arose from the difficulties of early interpreters in explaining that the tails belonged to the shirts, not to the men. The Chippewans were also known as Wichipowak by the Crees, Montagne by the French, and the Northern or Northern Indish, Indians by the British. In more recent years, they've adopted the general term of Dene. So at the time of white contact, about 1700, the Chippewans hunted in the area between Great Slave Lake and Hudson Bay. To the north were their deadly enemies, the Inuit, while south were the Cree and west the Slavey and Dogrib. And although the area extended to the shores of Hudson Bay, they were not a seagoing people, but usually remain in the interior. Henry Kelsey, a Hudson Bay Company fur trader, learned of their existence in the 16 in 1689 and tried to bring them to the coast to trade, but was unsuccessful. In 1716, however, William Stewart succeeded in locating them and thought and brought. 10 of them to visit York Factory. A year later, Fort Fort Churchill was established on Hudson Bay at the southeast edge of their hunting grounds, and soon the Chippewan were visiting the post on a regular basis. Those who hunted in the eastern part of their land came each spring and autumn, while those farther away visit only once in every three years. To visit the Hudson Bay. So if you're from northern Saskatchewan, then you're going to want to listen to it. It's about five pages long. I'm going to go ahead and read it. When the Chippewans traded, they limited their purchases to guns, ammunition, and metal utensils, and soon opened their own thriving intertribal trade with the dog ribs and other interior inter, interior tribes. In addition, Guns gave them superiority in the war, which enabled them to push northward into Inuit territory and westward to the Peace River. In 1778, when the Northwest Company post 
was open on Lake Athabasca, most of the Chippewans abandoned the long trek to Hudson Bay. When a chief arrived at a newly opened post in the, that year, he said that he was pleased at having goods at the lake and promised to stop all his people from going to Churchill. Very interesting. In the meantime, the Crees farther south had also received arms from the traders on Hudson Bay and had pushed westward along the North Saskatchewan River. When the Beaver Indians retreated from what is now northeastern Alberta, the area was occupied by Woodland Cree from the east and Chippewans from the north. The latter tribe often penetrated as far south as Beaver Lake during its hunting expeditions. By the time the tribes had carved out their new areas, the Chippewans were in firm control of the lower waters of the Peace and Lake Athabasca rivers. Lake Athabasca and their old hunting area to the east. So the Denny's, they, uh, the Chippewans, uh, which would be us, well, I'm Chippewan, uh, whoever, you know, I think, I think many of them, many of the listeners are Chippewan. Explore and Alexander McKenzie, 1793, described the Chippewans as sober, timorous, and vagrant with a selfish disposition which has created suspicions of their integrity. At the same time, he found them easy to approach and willing to share their knowledge of the land with the explorer. He described them as not tall, but seldom corpulent, with a darker complexion than other tribes with a deep piercing eyes. Some of the men wore black bushy beards. Although the majority plucked plucked out any facial hairs, <laughs> the four hairs. It's funny, it says, you know, some, some of the men wore black bushy beards. The Chippewans had the reputation of being fierce warriors who were frequently fighting their neighbors. In 1771, for example, Samuel Hearn engaged in some Chippewans at Fort Churchill to assist him in fighting the Coppermine River. When between 70 and 80 warriors accompanied him, he learned that the trip was an excuse for attacking the Inuit. When they finally discovered a small encampment, the Chippewans made an early morning attack and slaughtered 30 men, women, and children. The shrieks and the groans of the poor expiring souls were truly horrible, said Hearn and was much increased at the sight of one young girl, about 18 years old, whom they killed so nigh me that when the first spear struck her, she fell down and twisted about my feet and legs. In about 1760, the Chippewans established an uneasy peace with the Crees after they had driven them away from Lake Athabasca. Similarly, they fought with the Yellowknife and Dog Rip Indians to prevent them from opening direct trading relations with the forts on Hudson Bay 
But once the companies moved inland, the need for hostilities ceased. With the Inuit, however, the feeling of hatred was retained and occasional skirmishes continued well into the 19th century. The caribou was the main source of food for the Chippewans. During the summer, one of my one of the favorite means of killing them was by spearing them from canoes as they swam across rivers or lakes. On other occasions, they were driven into traps where they were killed with arrows. In winter, they were snared or caught in deep snow. Other animals such as buffalo, musk ox, and moose were killed in lesser numbers while fish and waterfowl often supplemented the Chippewans' meager diet. As their hunting grounds included both the open barren lands and the woodlands farther south, the bands often moved from place to place, either following the migrations of the caribou or eking out a marginal existence. Unlike the tribes to the south, the Chippewans did not have any structured form of leadership other than the head of a family as the people usually travel in family groups this was sufficient except during intertribal disputes very interesting read vanaria tanuthen comments edutlis Superior strength often dictated the outcome. Similarly, the Chippewans had only a form of guardian spirit worship as their religion. There were no public prayers or rituals. Instead, each individual had its own spiritual protector, sometimes as a result of a dream. Often the figure of this protector was painted on a shield when going to war or the skin of the animal was buried with a man when he died. On the other hand, great faith was placed in the abilities of the of Indian doctors, who through the use of medicinal herbs and incantations could affect cures for various ailments. These men whose powers often came as a result of visions could also cast evil spells upon their enemies. So we had medicine people. The winter dress of a Chippewan man consisted of the thigh-length caribou skin shirt with their hair left on, moccasins attached to the leggings, which extended to the waist where they were supported by a belt, and a breech cloth which hung down in front and back in severe weather. The moccasins were stuffed with caribou or moose hair. The man also wore a belt, mittens, and a cap made from the skin of the deer's head. Over his entire co- this entire costume, he wore a robe made of several caribou or fawn skins sewn together. Thus arrayed, said Alexander Mackenzie. A Chippewan will lay himself down on the ice in the middle of the lake, and repose in comfort, though he will sometimes find a, a difficulty in the morning to disencumber himself from the snow drifted on him during the night. Wow. 
The woman's costume consisted of a dress which extended to her ankles and was fastened at the waist with a belt. For those with children, the dress was very full about the shoulders so that the infants could be carried on their backs next to the skin. On their legs, the woman had moccasins and leggings which were tied below the knee. Those who visited the Chippewans during the 18th century were of the opinion that the place of a woman was inferior when compared to other tribes. She was seen as a beast of burden who carried the family possessions or pulled the toboggan. The men had the reputation of beating their wives unmercifully. Yet, when William Butler visited the Chippewan camp on Athabasca River in 1873, he found a pleasant family scene. Some 10 or 12 people congregated around a bright fire burning in the center. The lodge was large, requiring a dozen moose skins in its construction. Quantities of moose or buffalo meat cut into slices, hung to dry in the upper smoke. The ine inevitable puppy dog playing with a stick, the fat, greasy child punching the puppy dog, drinking on all fours of a tin pan, or sawing away at a bit of meat and the woman, old or young, cooking or nursing. Because of their marginal life, the Chippewans had a culture which was easily replaced by practices brought in by Cree employees of fur trade. As a result, outside rituals were introduced and even the more simple art forms were abandoned in favor of ornate designs borrowed from neighboring tribes. Similarly, objects of European manufacture soon replaced their own. But a more disastrous effect of the white man's arrival was the introduction of diseases. An epidemic of smallpox in 1781 wiped out nine-tenths of the tribe, in some cases taking away entire bands partly as a result of this catastrophe. The Chippewans seized their warring activities against enemy tribes. The population of the tribe at the time of white contact estimated to be 3,500, but it declined to less than 1,000. At the beginning of the 20th century, so two Chippewan women are picking berries here, you know. Beginning of the 19th, 20th century, because of disease and starvation, during the early period, the Chippewans received, refused to accept alcohol. In the 1780s, Andrew Graham commented that they drink no spirituous, spirituous liquors, while in 1793, Alexander Mackenzie that said that as the people are not addicted to spirituous liquors, they have a regular and uninterrupted use of their own interests. Yet the liquor continued to flow into the trading post, and by 1819, the situation had so changed that a traveler noted, there are as much corrupted by spirituous liquors as the Crees. 
Soon the entire economy of the Chippewans became tied to the trading posts. The tribe depended upon them for essential goods and devoted much of their time to trapping and preparing hides for the trade. During the mid-19th century, missionaries began to visit the Chippewans and found ready converts among them. Among was the first that was a Father Barassa. Father Barassa. So if anybody knows of these names, they let me know in the comments. So During the mid-19th century, missionaries began to visit the Chippewans and, f and found ready converts among them. So, um, Among the first was Father Joseph Barassa, who went among the Chippewans and Crees at Cold Lake in 1845. In 1865, Bishop W.C. Bompass of the Anglican Church began his work in the Mackenzie River area and later extended his services to the tribes farther south. Soon both Roman Catholics and Anglicans... So that's about... Uh, maybe before that, I don't know. 1800s, 17. Soon both Roman Catholics and Anglican Church had establishes in Fort Chippewan and in 1899, a visitor to the fort reported that all the Indians we met were with rare exceptions professing Christians and showed evidences of the work which missionaries have carried. And on among them, carried on among them for many years, a few of them, have had their children avail themselves of advantages afforded by boarding schools established in different missions. During the latter part of the 19th century, one band of Chippewans normally hunted in the Coal Lake area near North Saskatchewan, while others ranged much farther to the north in 1876 when the Canadian government negotiated a treaty with the Cree and Ojibwe Indians. The southern leader of the Chippewans, Kinuseu, and his headman, Antoine Xavier, attended the sessions at Fort Pitt and signed on behalf of their followers. Not until 1899 did others in the tribe discuss a treaty. In that year, the Chippewans in northern Alberta, northern Saskatchewan, too, you know, I'm Treaty 8 from Clearwater. So that one is uh, 1899. So a lot of us are, are part of this, this history. I'm going to post this after. And the Northwest Territories and part of Northern Saskatchewan signed Treaty Number 8 with the government. Signing for the treaties, the Chippewans were Laurent Z. Dean, and Toussaint of Fond du Lac, Alex Lavillette, Julian Ratfat, and Sept Hiesel of Fort Chippewan, Michael Mamdrill, and 
William Kiss Gray of Fort Smith, Adam Boucher of Fort McMurray, and Lucin Ate, Ate, Oliver Adjersian, Vital Lam, Lamuel. Paulette Chandel of Great Slave Lake and a total of 215 Chippewans accepted the terms of treaty during the long trek made by the commissioners north Great slave. So a total of 215 chip ones accepted the terms. You know, from the north. Uh, the treaty provided for the surrender of all hunting grounds by Indians in exchange for reserves and treaty money, tools and implements and other benefits. Yet the chip ones had doubts about the generosity of the terms which were offered. The chief at Fort Chippewan said the commissioner displayed considerable keenness of intellect and much practical sense in pressing displayed keenness of intellect and much practical sense in pressing the claims of his band. They all wanted as liberal, if not more liberals than term, no, more, more liberal terms than were granted to the Indians of the Plains. At last, however, they accepted the treaty in 1907. The remainder of the Chippewans in northern Saskatchewan signed Treaty Number 10, which would be Dylan, Dylan, Birchneros, Pachinac, Fond du Lac, Black Lake, I do believe, or no, Black Lake and Wollaston. I think, I think for some years, for some years after these events, life went on as before, the only exception being that each spring an Indian agent traveled through the area paying treaty money, for example, when describing the trip in 1908, the agent said, we proceeded on the Hudson Bay Company steamer Primrose to Fort Chippewan on June 25th. We paid annuities to 564 Indians in the two bands there. During the year, 25 births and 14 deaths occurred. Describing conditions in that year, he said they reported a hard winter 
and a shortage of fur, but they managed to survive the winter with but little assistance from trading posts. In Alberta, five reserves were established for the Chippewans. The largest of these was the Southerly Cold Lake Reserve, which by 1996 had a population of 1,844 persons. Adjoining Lake Athabasca was the Chippewan Reserve and a population of 519, while north of Lac La Biche was Janvier Reserve. 295 people and the Mackay Reserve with 453. A reserve at Fort McMurray contained mixed Chippewan and Cree bands, totaling 140 persons. In addition, there are six reserves in Saskatchewan and two in Manitoba. The Indians in the Northwest Territories did not receive reserves. For the Indians in the North, the dramatic change in their lives occurred during the 1920s when aviation ended their isolation. Within a few years, lakes were being fished commercially and the products flown out to eastern markets. Men were traveling to their distant trap lines by airplane and outside civilization was thrust upon them. Similarly, the decline of fur, fur markets after the Second World War, the loss of trapping areas, anti-fur crusades, the improvement of educational facilities, and the expansion of welfare services all had dramatic but not always positive effects upon the tribe. Yet many Chippewans have prospered, some seeking new opportunities in urban communities, other finding a satisfactory life on their reserves. So uh, a Chippewan family was photographed in front of their home at Heart Lake about 1924. So uh, Bonaria, Heart Lake, Janvier, Fort McMurray, Fort Mackay, Fort Chippewan, Clearwater Towns in DLC, probably Garson, I guess um, Durede would have to be something... Uh, Otelazen, Janvir, Tanta, you know, history researcher. And then Flucho Twizen, Cold Lake, somehow Chipwans and Ubagayel Tiaredre, a thigh. There was just one. See, Torn gets irredilsi, you know, eventually. Kuduna Dene Anahudzilla, Chipwanzilu, right? So, uh, very interesting. Done with Fancy. Throw it in the comments. I'm going to post it. There are these pictures. I address art and see it or read it, uh, share it, whatever it may be. But, uh, like I said earlier on, um, just going forward, you know, I'll be around. I got some events booked and, um, you know, Got a lot of planning to do. So, Masi Cho Saladina Duns in a Teu Tezu and Inate Shaya Huntadult in Atlinole. Masi Cho.